What up? How's everybody doing? Uh, hope everybody had a great week. Uh, hope everybody's got great plans for the holidays. Going to spend time uh, with family and friends or those that matter most to you. Uh, let's jump right into it. So last week I talked leadership versus management. All right. And so I kind of want to expound upon that. And so uh, I, I know I gave the definition of leadership. Uh, let's talk about what management is. And so as I looked it up, um, prior to jumping on, management is the process of directing or controlling things or people uh, for a specific outcome. And so when I when I talked about it last week, I don't think necessarily one is right or wrong. Uh, it kind of depends on what it is that you're looking to do. And so I I, I think very much that words are important. And so when I think of a manager, I think of back to like my first job when I when I worked at uh, a chicken place, when I worked at Zaxby's and I had a manager. Uh, that manager was looking for, you know, fried chicken and fries to come out in a timely manner. He That person didn't really care about leading me to become the best person that they were. They were fixated on a specific outcome. I need this outcome. Uh, and I was very easily replaced. There were a line of other high school students who, if I got fired, would gladly have stepped into my position to help get to that desired outcome. Uh, and so I think when you're you're talking leadership uh, and, and management, there can be a place for both, uh, but there there is an understanding. And so when you think of like I said, going back to that that definition, that controlling and that directing piece, right? What is being controlled or being directed doesn't really uh, have any impact or influence or gives feedback to the thing that is controlling or directing it. Whereas when you look at something like leadership or mentorship, in order to get the best out of it, you've got to look at what that individual uh, is and how that's going to work. You can't just uh, impose some certain actions on it and expect that it's going to behave the way that you think it's going to behave. And so that kind of leads me into what I want to talk about today is that it's really about the journey. It's not about the destination or the accolades. And so I bring this up because uh, as I'm sitting in this office space that I have in my house, because I don't have uh, my own office right now. I have a lot of the things that I have gathered uh, throughout my career on on these two walls uh, on either side. And so um, I remember people coming to my office and being impressed upon, being impressed about, being impressed because of those things. Um, and I remember even back in my days of being an instructor, like I had uh, an individual tell me to put those things up because when people come and talk to you, it gives you credibility, right? And so I get it. There's there's some kind of psychology to that. Like there's something that if you walk into somebody's office and they have accolades, they have awards, they have degrees, they have whatever it is, uh, like it brings some credibility that that person knows what they're doing. On the flip side of that, I don't think that those are the things that make a person who they are. Uh, I think that uh, one of the things that I, I, I think is key to leadership, and I thought I thought this before, and it was uh, this was years ago. 
uh, back when I was in Virginia the first time that I heard an individual speak uh, and he encapsulated how I, what I felt about leadership. And that was that vulnerability is the key to leadership. And the reason why I believe that vulnerability is the key to leadership is uh, if I was to take this camera uh, that I'm talking into right now and show you all the awards that are that are in this room. Uh, you could see those and you might even be impressed with them, but those aren't what made me who I am. Um, those aren't the things that define me. It's the, the those things, if I listed them out, in some cases would intimidate up some certain people and especially uh, in an organization like the military, where I have people who are of lower rank than me coming to me for things, uh, if all you see is those awards, it can build up this intimidating image that you think that you can never relate to. And so it takes me back to a, to uh, an opportunity that I had to speak to a group of people, and I was telling them this, like, hey, I think I think that uh, vulnerability is the key to leadership, and so. I asked them and I went through, this was a military setting, and I listed out all these accomplishments that I had. And I said, how many of the people in this room, uh, it's probably 50 or 60 people, how many of those people can identify with just those things? You know, if I told you that those, those were the things that, that I accomplished, like how many of you can now identify with me? You're like, ah, I relate to that guy. And it was like one or two people out of 50 or 60. And then... I went through uh, and I said, well, well, now let me tell you some other things. And so I started listing some of the, the, the difficult things, the things that don't show up in awards, the things that people don't necessarily like to talk about. So I listed out things like going through a divorce, uh, having medical issues, being a single parent, having a cancer scare, losing a kid, uh, dealing with suicidal thoughts. All of these different things that it took determination, it took different characteristics and different things to be forced out of me that created uh, and that drove me to accomplish those things. And when I asked those people now, who relates to those things? Uh, it was like the whole room raised their hand. And so the reality is everybody goes through struggles, right? Everybody goes through these, these different things. And so when you're a leader, I don't think that you should hide those things because it makes you more relatable. And when I started to open up and share those things with different people, it made me a better leader because now people don't look at me and put me on this pedestal as this perfect image. They see it as this is a human being who's been through some stuff and still has overcome so that then when they're struggling and when they're going through those hard things, uh, they're willing to come to me and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, can you help me? Now, on the flip side for, for, for that as a leader, like when we talked last week about leadership, it was influence and it was being able to compel somebody. So that means you you are acting on that specific object or person in a specific way, wanting an outcome. And so the journey that somebody takes uh, can greatly inform a leader on how they need to react. And so sometimes... Uh, what can happen is, and, and I have been guilty of this, uh, I was definitely guilty of it in my marriage, is like, because 
if you're treated or put in a certain situation, you react a certain way, you assume that if you put somebody else in that situation, they will react the same way. And that could not be further from the truth. Uh, everybody has their own upbringing. Uh, they've had their own set of circumstances. And so because you do something to somebody doesn't mean that they're going to react to it the way that you do. And so I think it's so very important that if you are a leader, that you get to know those people that you are directly uh, responsible for, because you need to know that journey. You need to know what they're dealing with, because that's going to affect them. If, if I can, I can say for me specifically, if you back me into a corner, I'm going to fight my way out of it. That's me. But what if I impose that on somebody else? What if I impose that on somebody who has been beaten down their whole life and made to feel small and it's never, never really had to fight? Like they, somebody else came and rescued them. Well, if I back them into a corner, I could completely crush them. That may not be my outcome. That may not be my desired outcome, but that is the reality of what happened. And that's how they're going to perceive that action. But if I realize and I take the time to get to know that person and understand, hey, this is what makes this person tick. When when this person sees this thing, they react this way. When they're put in this situation, they react this way. You are able to now put that person in a position that is specific to them and advantageous to them versus if you have somebody else who's in a different situation or who has a different makeup, you put them in a different situation to bring the most out of them. And so I, I, I think it's so very important that if you are truly trying to be a leader, not a manager, if you are truly trying to be a leader, get to know your people so that you can understand the journey, so you can understand what they're doing, uh, where they've come from, how they got here. Like that was a huge thing uh, the last couple of years Um in my career is I've talked about on previous episodes, like I was beat down for a while. And so I got to my new base and these people are telling me, Oh, you're great. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was told I was trash and sucked and all these things for, for years on end. And so I, I, I didn't believe it. And it took a supervisor who, uh, who really got to know me and, figured out all the right buttons to push to get the most out of me. And so uh, I am greatly appreciative of that because not everybody takes that extra step. But that particular supervisor got the absolute best out of me because she decided to to spend that time to understand me and to get to know me so that she could put me into that position. Um, and then I think the other part that is that is key to this is like, while you're getting to know somebody, because a lot of a lot of leadership and mentorship is also development, right? And understanding that, figure out what people are good at. And and so one of the things I'm big on, uh, and I stick to this, ninety nine percent of the time there are, there are occasions when I don't, but uh, I believe that you praise in public and you chastise in, pi- in private. Um, and I say 99% of the time because there have been certain certain circumstances where uh, people have come at me reckless in front of a group of people. And if you come at me reckless in front of a group of people, we now have to address this in front of this group of people. Um, just because I can't, as, as the leader of a team, you cannot 
allow that to to go unchecked sometimes but for the most part you know i like to do that do that kind of stuff in private but anyway the point that i was making right is when you're developing somebody and i think of it in the sense of like let's let's say i need somebody uh i have somebody who in my line of work and i don't mean specific to my career field i mean like in the military just once you get to a certain point you've got to be able to publicly speak you've got to be able to get in front at some point in time you will get in front of a group of people and you need to be able to articulate an idea in a in a in a good way right well somebody's never done that before and you're just like hey go go teach these people about neuroscience they're gonna look at you like i don't know nothing about no neuroscience and i already don't like public speaking and you have put them realistically in a position to fail. But let's say I I realize that this person needs to develop this skill and I spent the time to know them. Uh, and let's say they are they are great at basketball. Hey, that's what we're gonna go. We're gonna, we, it's basketball season, they're great at basketball. And I see that, hey, they, they've got this opportunity at the local high school. They want somebody to, uh, Go speak to them about shooting or dribbling or maybe a little rah-rah speech because you play. Um, and so, hey, small group, you know, 15, 20 people, I need you to go public, to go, to go speak to them. Um, it, it matches up something that they're already passionate about. So there's a comfort there to go behind the thing that they're that they're uncomfortable with. So there is something comforting about it. It's not just completely... Uh, it's not just completely un- uncomfortable. The other part is sometimes you what you allow to happen, and, and this happened to me and it worked wonders, is I was empowered to go do the things that I was great at. And then behind the scenes, behind closed doors, we were working on the things that I was less comfortable with. Um, and so there, there ended up being a time where uh, a year or two later, those things that I was uncomfortable with, I now needed to be able to do them and I needed to be able to do them well. But we had spent a year or so doing those things behind the scenes so that when that time came, I was ready to step forward. I was ready uh, to accomplish those goals. And so I think that those are two things uh, when you're talking about leading people that make sure that you emphasize the journey make sure that you share your journey as a leader show that you are you are an actual human being and not uh, some unattainable figure because that can be put off uh, so i hope this helps uh, y'all be blessed and i will talk to y'all next week